Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, July 21st. S&P futures are rallying about 22 points. That's about 65 basis points. The major European indices are trading up about 1.2 to 1.6%. And Asia rallied across the board. Hong Kong in particular performed well. Um, Just circling back to Europe, there is a very strong pro-cyclical bias. So banks are the leading group up about 3%. And then autos are up nearly about 3% as well. There is some weakness in basic resources. So obviously, that is a critical cyclical group as well that is underperforming. Um, So a few things to note this morning. You know, again, the wire services as far as why stocks are rallying, um, you know, the reasons strike me as just being somewhat contrived. So the European fiscal deal, they reached an agreement early this morning. So remember, there was a big summit that kicked off Friday. It was supposed to end on Saturday. It extended into Sunday and then Monday, and then they went overnight. They finally reached an agreement. You know, this was this was always very much um, this was very consistent with expectations. No one really doubted that they would reach an agreement, whether or not it came today or it came a couple of weeks from now. Most the market was assuming an agreement would be reached, and if anything, you look at the underlying details. They are a little bit less ambitious than you know Merkel had originally envisioned. The fund size is still 750 billion euros. The amount of money that will be dispersed as outright grants to states to to individual countries has been cut. From 500 billion to 390 billion, so that's about 22% less than than originally planned. The balance will be made up with um, by loan. So certainly, you know, not a negative that they reached an agreement. But like I said, this is not terribly unexpected, especially it was looking very likely, um, you know, before trading started Monday. So hard to see that as being a genuine catalyst for the rally. But nonetheless, that's being cited. Vaccine optimism is another big um, catalyst being cited for the strength. But again, all the major vaccine news was that was out Monday morning, and if you looked at the underlying dynamics of the U.S. session on uh, yesterday, you had huge outperformance, enormous outperformance in all growth, momentum, et cetera, and then all the stocks and sectors that would be most benefited from a vaccine, all the sectors sitting right at the epicenter of the crisis, um, non non essential retail, all your restaurants, travel leisure names, et cetera. All those stocks were hit extraordinarily hard. All the names levered to underlying economic momentum, banks, capital goods, et cetera, all were sold very aggressively yesterday. Um, you know, suggesting that the market, if anything, is actually a little bit more skeptical about the entire vaccine narrative. And you are seeing some of that show up in the press, just talking about how, you know, a lot of these vaccines, you're talking about two separate shots that will be required for each person, which means you need to double the amount of manufacturing that will be required to inoculate people. There still is a lot of skepticism among people in society as far as whether or not they would actually go take this vaccine. So if anything, you the underlying price action yesterday in the US suggests that the markets are more skeptical about vaccines. So again, that's somewhat, um, you know, it's hard to really kind of look at that and cite that as a reason for why we would be rallying Tuesday, 24 hours after all those numbers hit. So all that being said, there were the earnings. Um, well, you know, earnings were positive over the last twelve to eighteen hours. So IBM was the big highlight out of the U.S. last night. Um, I sent around full recap of the report and and the call. So not to go too much into um, underlying uh, trends, but you did see you know solid revenue numbers from their really important key divisions, especially in cloud and software. Um, there were that was the big one. There were a few other smaller names in the U.S. yesterday that were positive as well. And then for Europe this morning. Continental AG, which is a big German auto auto parts manufacturer, um, issued an upside pre-announcement that actually hit late in the U.S. session yesterday. So that's rallying in Europe, certainly contributing to the strength that you're seeing in in autos in Europe this morning. 
Randstad, which is a staffing company, SSAB, which is a Swedish steel company. UBS also had solid numbers talking about resuming their buyback in Q4. That's helping banks rally. Um, so in general, the earnings were were pretty solid. The only notable disappointment in Europe, and it's not really that bad, was Novartis. Um, that stock is suffering some weakness after its release. But in general, you you certainly had positive earnings um, over the last 12 to 18 hours. So that is helping um, you know, drive stocks higher. You know, in general, I don't really think, again, this market doesn't require a new reason every morning to rally. Clearly, the trend is higher. Clearly, there is a bid on any type of pullback. Um, and I think that's, you know, the, that is the trend for the time being, despite the fact that, you know, again, fundamentals, um, you know, increasingly there is a, a gap forming between the price action and equities and underlying fundamentals, whereby, you know, you continue to have the surging COVID figures. I know there have been some, um, you know, commentary in the last 48 hours about how some of the really troubled states are possibly plateauing in their numbers or you're seeing the rate of growth decelerate. That's encouraging. That's positive. Um, nonetheless, you still have you know a COVID crisis occurring in several major U.S. states, and that is still seeping into other forms of um, that. Those that seeping into other statistics, whether it be hospitalizations, fatalities, and then an underlying economic momentum, et cetera. Um, and then again, valuations are increasingly stretched now. We were talking about above twenty times for the S and P on next year's numbers. Um, and again, those the the forecasts for next year are not conservative in any way. Um, but you know, clearly there is there is momentum on the upside. Um, you know, and, and again, just going back to yesterday in, in the U.S., the price action I thought was you know some of the most lopsided that I have ever seen as far as the enormous momentum in growth stocks and then you know the steep underperformance in cyclicals. So the obvious the, the headline S and P traded higher. The underlying the the equal weighted version of the index suffered big losses. And like I said before, your industrials, transports, banks, all the groups that are really the key indicators of the health of the underlying economy performed horribly. Um, and then you just had Amazon, Tesla, et cetera, up 8% on, on seemingly no news. So you know, clearly that type of price action should be a red flag as far as sustainability and just underlying health and fundamentals of the market structure. Um, but it's just obviously trying to time that is very difficult. For the calendar today, there will be a House hearing that will bring together the heads of most of the major vaccine-related companies. So Merck, Moderna, Pfizer, AstraZeneca, J&J. So you're probably going to see some vaccine um, you know, headlines out of that event. I don't think you're going to see any actual incremental data come out of it. It's more kind of going to be a lot of the same commentary that we've seen. Again, we know all these vaccine or several of these vaccine candidates are able to elicit a immunological response in the human body. The question is the duration of that response and then whether or not it actually confers immunity. We're going to see the U.S. fiscal stimulus negotiations really kick into high gear today. You have several meetings taking place on Capitol Hill. The GOP should drop its version of its stimulus bill um, either today or tomorrow. There have been a ton of reports in the press. I have a full summary out. Um, again, the GOP, the, their initial opening um, you know, their initial opening bid will be a trillion dollar bill. Um, you know, there's still a major gap between that and what the Democrats have already passed in the House. So you're going to have a lot of tough negotiations. I think most people assume the final finished product will be about a trillion and a half to two trillion. Um, I think if it's anything below a, a trillion and a half, that's going to be disappointing as far as, um, you know, taking away a major prop for the economy, especially on the consumer front. Um, it's very likely that those, that $600, federal unemployment benefit will wind up getting cut. There's probably going to be another round of one-time stimulus checks. The payroll tax cut, which Trump seems to be very insistent about, 
will be in the initial GOP draft, although it will probably not wind up in the final finished bill as there are several prominent Republicans that are opposed to it. Um, for earnings today, the big reports include Coke, Lockheed, and Synchrony Financial before the open, and then Capital One, Texan, and UAL after the close. And there are a bunch of others too. Those are the big ones. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.